0: Well, once again, we are interrupting the regularly scheduled series. <laughs> oh, extraordinary ordinary people and extraordinary things as we were studying the book of Acts and we'll be back into it, but but we're taking another week to look at not what is the sequel. You know, you go to a movie, it's a sequel, which is after the movie. It's actually, we're looking at the prequel. What happens before? (laughs) Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and you'll be shocked, but God's calling is on your life. And today, we're talking about back to building. I want you to know we're going, going back, back, (laughs) not to Cali, you're going, going back, back to building. It's not what God wants from you. It's what he wants for you. Now we're going to be here in John chapter 21, beginning in verse 12. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. (laughs) Are you eating breakfast right now? (laughs) What is your go-to breakfast meal? Are you like, yeah, I'm like a a cereal person, or are you like some sort of an egg omelet? Uh, I love chilaquiles. Like, I don't know, maybe you're like a donut person. You're like, every Sunday I get donuts. Uh, Maybe you're a Pop-Tart person, but Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. (laughs) I'm hungry just for eating this. (laughs) When they had finished, eating. I love that when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. He said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. And Ken, Jesus said, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to them, do you love me? This is what he said to Peter. And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Then he said, follow me. We have Peter here and Peter for the last few years, he'd been following Jesus, but but he struggled. Peter wasn't perfect. His life was not the soundtrack of Ed Sharon singing perfect. Sometimes we want we want people to think we're perfect, but we're not perfect. You got Peter here, and sometimes Peter was faithful, sometimes Peter was unfaithful. Sometimes Peter was getting it right, and sometimes Peter was was getting it wrong. Sometimes Peter was listening to Jesus, and sometimes he wasn't. He told Jesus, no, 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 don't you dare wash my feet. In one moment, Peter was walking on water, and then the next moment, Peter was sinking in the storm. One moment he he's wide awake there for Jesus, and the next moment he he's sleeping. And one moment he's telling Jesus, I'm never gonna deny you. And then in another moment he's denying him. Three times. In one moment he wanted to to build a monument, and yet in another moment he's he's wanting to to walk away. Do you relate? It's like sometimes maybe you're like sometimes I'm sometimes I'm in church and sometimes I'm in the club you ever just feel like sometimes I'm a great husband and sometimes I'm not so great of a husband so sometimes I'm getting it right as a dad and and other times I'm not getting it right as a dad so sometimes I can be kind to people and sometimes I can be mean. <laughs> The the word extreme, which Lindsay will will maybe say I'm a little extreme, and the E X T R E M E M E. I feel like like that's me. I feel like sometimes I can be extreme. Sometimes I'm getting it right. And sometimes I'm I'm getting it wrong. But it's important to recognize that, that life is about progress, not perfection. People say, oh, Christians, you think you're so perfect. You followers of Jesus, you think you're perfect. No, it's not about perfection. It is about progress, being better today than I was yesterday, committed to being better tomorrow than I am today. And we're going to go back to building. <laughs> uh, Peter, from his perspective, it, it got bad. He he was following Jesus and then then Jesus is arrested. And Jesus is put on trial. He's sentenced to death. Jesus was was beaten and he was crucified. Sometimes we talk with people and they're like, well, that's not how I see it. That's not not how I see it from my point of view because we all have different points of view. And from Peter's point of view, it's like, wait, I dropped my nets and I left everything to follow Jesus. I spent three years of my life when I could have been fishing and I could have been making money, but I spent three years of my life with Jesus. Je- Je- Jesus, I-, I knew I couldn't trust Him. I-, I let Him use my boat. I knew He wasn't who I thought He was. Do you ever feel that way? <laughs> it's like, wait, wait. I-, I left my old life to follow Jesus and, 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 and I stopped those destructive behaviors and, and I've developed some healthy behaviors. And then guess what? My, my husband walks out on me. My wife cheats on me. My, my boss lets me, lets me go. The doctor tells my, my cousin that, that the cancer's back. <laughs> Peter responded like many of us, peace, I'm out. He denied Jesus and he walked away. So sometimes leaving it all to follow Jesus will take you to a point where it looks like you lost it all. Now, now that's how it looks to us, our perspective, our point of view. Our perspective can be both accurate and yet not complete. Our perspective can be accurate but limited. Now from Jesus' perspective, because our perspective is not the same as His. From Jesus' perspective, the, the Peter that, that he chose. Jesus could have chose anyone. He chose Peter, the Peter that, that he called, The Peter that he put onto the pathway of purpose and destiny, the Peter he spent three years mentoring. And and Peter was, uh, Peter had a challenging personality and he spent three years with him. He taught him so much, including to be fiercely focused. When when it got really tough, Peter quit. Peter said, I'm out of (laughs) here. He wrote his resignation letter. Have you ever quit anything? Maybe a job, you wrote a resignation letter. Some of us have have written resignation letters uh, even in our head. (laughs) We're like, Jesus, I am resigning. I do not want to follow you anymore. You don't really know until it gets tough. In your walk with Jesus, you don't really know until it gets tough how committed you are. Your marriage, you don't know how strong it really is until it go, you, it gets tested. You go through a tough time. These last few years have shown me how strong Lindsay and I, how strong our marriage is because we've gone through some challenging seasons in life and it's like, oh wow, it, it, it's strong because when it's tested, you see how strong it is. When, when you're tested and you go through a challenging time as a parent, you see how strong you are. It, the most... Difficult times bring a surprising gift. <laughs> yes, you heard me correctly. The most challenging and difficult times bring a gift, and it's surprising. The gift is called clarity. Adversity brings answers. You ever heard when the, when the going gets tough, the tough get going? <laughs> well, well, other people quit. I'll never forget when I was a sophomore in high school at South Hills High School. I was playing varsity on the baseball team, and, and we were good. We had just won CIF the year before, and, and as a sophomore, I was batting fifth. I had the highest batting average on the team, and, and the, coach, the coach wanted me to make a swing change because my swing was long, and I was struggling a little bit with some of the off-speed, Or sometimes when they would throw in high and tight on a fastball, they they might be able to jam me. And the coach was right. But my dad had taught me my swing. It was a long swing. He was right. But but the results were telling me something different. No, you have the highest batting average on the team. And the coach said, if you don't change your swing, I'm going to cut you. I thought, no way. He's not going to cut me. He, he had me working right next to uh, someone who would go on to have a very successful big league career named Jason Jambi. And, and he was trying to get me to swing like Jason Jambi. And I'm like, nah, I like my swing. <laughs> I should have listened to him. He, he ended up cutting me. And I was so upset, he cut me down to JV, and I was just pissed. And, and so one day I was upset at the coach and I took, my, I took off my jersey, I walked up to the JV coach and I threw it in his face. And <laughs> I said, I quit. <laughs> well, that was horrible. Yes, I, I really did that, but, but the reality is so many of us, may, maybe we've done that in other areas. Maybe we've even done that in following Jesus. Now, now, you may quit on Jesus, but here's the thing. Jesus will never quit on you. And Jesus is saying, it's time to get back to building. <laughs> Peter went on to, to say, I'm going to go back to fishing. So many people have, have gone back. They've gone back to their old life. Maybe for you, you've gone back to drinking too much at night. Or, or maybe you've gone back to, to that relationship that you know is not healthy, or, or maybe you've gone back to that habit that you know is so destructive. So many people get to a point where they're like, I'm giving up on change, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm tired. And it's hard when things don't go the way you thought they were gonna go. Peter thought this is how it's gonna go. Many of us thought this is how the relationship's gonna go. So many of us thought this is how my my career's gonna go. So many thought this is how the, the economy's gonna go. And then it's like, why keep trying? I am who I am. <laughs> you wanna remember Popeye? I am who I am, no need to keep trying. I'm going back to to what seems natural to me. I'm going back to to what's comfortable. We can get to a point where like I'm tired of being compassionate towards people I disagree with. I'm tired of helping others who don't even appreciate it. I'm I'm going to help myself. No no more being selfless. I'm going to be I'm going to be selfish. We can get to a point where like I'm done trying to be a better person. I'm done trying to be helpful. I'm done trying to be positive like Lindsay. No more. <laughs> no more trusting other people. Maybe Peter's like, no more no more walking on, on water. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of my church friends. I'm going back to my old friends. It was better that way. We, we tend to glamorize the past, but your past most likely wasn't as great as you remember. And I want you to know your future is far greater than you can even imagine if you just keep following Jesus. Peter's like, I'm going back to fish. And some of the others are like, we're going to go with you. It's amazing that whatever way we go in life, we're taking people with us. I have an announcement for you. You're an influencer. You might think, no, I'm not an influencer. I see influencers on social media. I'm not. You are influencing more people in a greater way than you realize. Others are like, a few others are like, we'll go with you. And normally we're glad when people come with us because we don't want to fish alone. Or uh, maybe for us, we we don't want to drink alone. Maybe in your situation, I I don't want to get high alone. I I don't want to escape reality alone. Plus, it makes us feel better if we're not the only one doing it. We're <laughs> I mean, like, everyone's doing it. <laughs> did, did you ever tell your parents, you know, everyone's doing it? And maybe your mom or your dad is like, well, if everyone jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Absolutely. If everyone's jumping off a bridge, it's probably for a good reason. <laughs> it's like a zombie apocalypse or something. <laughs> and, and yet, here's the thing. We need to choose... Our community wisely. We need to choose our friends wisely. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future can be so true because community can can either propel you forward or it can push you down. So so you get Peter and the others and and they're out all night, but they're catching nothing. They're experienced fishermen. they're out there and they're unsuccessful. Sometimes God lets us fail at the things we know we're good at. And you're like, wait, hold on. Are you saying sometimes God lets us fail? Yes, sometimes God lets us fail at the things we know we're good at. Why? Well, well maybe God wants to break down some pride because you can't fully live out your purpose When you're so full of yourself, when you're so full of pride, can you be, sometimes get to a point in life where you're like, nothing is working, fishing, fishing, nothing is working. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a job and, and I got a degree and, and I got connections, but, but I, I I can't get a job. (laughs) Maybe you're trying to get a date and you're like, I'm not the best looking, but I'm not. I'm certainly not ugly. I'm, I'm employed, but but I can't get a date. <laughs> Maybe you're in the real estate market, and you're like, I, I have a successful career, but but now I just can't seem to close a deal. Everything is going wrong. Nothing is working. Sometimes nothing is working in your life because it's nothing you're called to be working. And all night they fished. And caught nothing, but early in the morning, here comes Jesus. Uh, Sometimes Jesus lets us struggle through the night. Sometimes it's because we only learn the hard way. Sometimes it's after we've tried everything else that we only turn to Jesus. Sometimes it's, it's that we don't change until we hit rock bottom. There are times when we're walking away from Jesus, but here's what I love. Even when you're walking away from Jesus, here comes Jesus walking towards you, saying it's time to get back to building. Jesus is walking on the same shore he first called Peter. I love this. that, That things have come full circle and Jesus is walking on the same shore and yet they don't realize it's Jesus in his resurrection body. I I wonder how often we don't recognize God's presence in our lives. Jesus is there on the shore and he's cooking fish. (laughs) You see, it's like what you're fishing for, I have. What what you're trying to get in your nets is in my hands. And that's what we need to be reminded of, that, that the things that we're struggling for, that the things that, that we're working so hard to get unsuccessfully, Jesus has. <laughs> They're trying to catch raw fish and Jesus has cooked fish. I wonder, maybe it's just me. I wonder if Jesus is actually eating some of it so they could see like, oh, he he's eating what we're trying to catch. I wonder if they could smell the fish because, you know, fish has a smell. <laughs> I wonder if it's almost, they can almost smell. The, they, 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 they can... They can see, it's like sometimes God lets us get so close to success that we can see it. Sometimes God lets us get so close to success that that we're close enough to smell it, that, that we can actually taste what we could be, could have, could do with our lives. And yet everything you're searching for, all your life is found in Jesus. And Jesus asked them a question. Uh, friends haven't you any fish maybe this is Jesus's way of asking how that how's that working for you I wonder if Jesus is asking us that today how's that working for you that relationship that you went back to how's that working for you that addiction that that you've gone back to how's that working for you that that job that you were miserable in because things got tough running your own company? How's that How's that working for you? It, Jesus tells them, throw your nets on the right side of the boat. <laughs> I love this. It's like, oh, we've been throwing it on the wrong side. It, it, it's amazing because they listened to Jesus and the nets were so full, they couldn't even bring them in. And then suddenly one of them recognizes Jesus. Guess who it was? It was John. John, the one who was close to Jesus. The the, the one who at the Last Supper was reclining against Jesus as everyone was arguing against who was going to betray him. John, the the, the only of the apostles who was there at the cross, he said, "It's, it's the Lord. At this moment, John recognized him, but Peter jumped in the water. He left the fish because he just wanted to be with Jesus. Like at this moment, if I can't walk on water, I think I'm just going to swim. He no longer wanted fish. He wanted Jesus. Sometimes we need to get to a point in life where where we have a choice. Do we really want Jesus or or do we just want that big house? Do we really want Jesus or or, or do we just want the successful career? Do we really want Jesus or, or, or do we just want that spouse. Sometimes it gets every, takes getting everything you thought you wanted to realize what you really want and what really matters, and that's Jesus. And the other disciples are, are following, pulling the, 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 pulling the net full of fish with, with the boat. And Jesus tells them, bring, bring some of those fish you caught. Peter dragged the, the net ashore, it says that there was, I believe, 153 fish. <laughs> and, and yet the net didn't tear. What's amazing is that, is that previously when they caught so many fish, the, the net began to break, the net began to tear, but this time it didn't. As someone, you need to know that the things that used to break you are not going to break you anymore. The things that used to tear you apart are not going to tear you apart anymore because you now have a greater capacity. You're stronger because of the struggle. I want you to know as crazy as this last season has been that the, with the pandemic and with cultural chaos, that, that you are stronger now. I know you never imagined <laughs> teaching your kids at home, but you're stronger now. I know you never imagined working from home with your spouse and your marriage was tested, but it's stronger now. I know you never imagined having to have some of the conversations you're having to have now with your kids, but you you are stronger now and you have a greater capacity. Jesus say, said, to the, said to them, come and have breakfast. You know that you can be so physically depleted in life, it impacts every area. It, the, the physical can impact us emotionally. It can impact us spiritually. And so they're there. And sometimes like what we need is first, like we like we just need some breakfast. We, we just need some food and and, and, and maybe not just that, maybe we just need a few moments in the presence of Jesus before he's even speaking to us. Just just time in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus gave them bread and, and fish. And I, As they're there, I'm, I wonder if Peter's re- remembering, like, whoa, remember when Jesus fed the, all the, the thousands with just a with just a boy's lunch. And, and yet I wonder if Peter is also reminded because they're around a fire and it was around a fire that, that Peter had denied even knowing Jesus. Not once, not twice, but three times. And once again, around a fire, Jesus is asking him a question. And so it's around this fire that that Peter reaffirms his love for Jesus. Not once, not twice but three times. I think we're in a season where where, where many followers of Jesus who, who abandon fiercely following him need to reaffirm their love and their commitment to Jesus. Do, do you love Jesus or do you just love football? <laughs> do you love Jesus or do you just love your hobby? Do you love Jesus or do you just love your your career. Jesus said, once again, follow me. Many of us need to once again follow Jesus. Here's the thing. Never again do you see Peter on the boat. Never again do you see Peter with those nets. Never again. Never again. You see, it's time as the church. It's time. What is the church? The church is not a building. The church is you. The church is me. It's time we get back to building. Jesus says, feed my lambs take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. You you see, we're called to see people get saved, and we're also called to serve people. We're we're here to reach and serve people, and so often we can make life about what it's not really about. Really, it's where it becomes all about having a successful career, where it becomes all about gaining the material things. it's like, that's, that's, that is not what it's about. It, it's not what God wants from you. It's what he wants for you. He wants to work in and through you. You may be like, but I'm just an ordinary person. Where well, you can see God accomplish extraordinary things because of what he is able to do in and through us. But we need to get back to building. As a church, we're going multi- we're going multi-expression. Oh, we're now in Glendora. Yes. <laughs> it was like after delays, we're in Glendora. Or online. <laughs> Starting this January, we're gonna be in Atlanta. Starting January of 2024, we're gonna be in Sarasota. Where else, God? God, where else do you, where else do you do you want us to build? It's not just about coming to church to receive. We do need to receive. But it's about being the church and saying we are getting back to building. And it's not just about building physical campuses. We will, but that's not what this is about. It's about building people's lives to see them transformed as they follow Jesus. I want you to know your best days are not behind you, they're ahead of you. The best days for your family are not behind you, they're ahead of you. And the best days for us as a church are not behind us, they are ahead of us and we are fiercely moving forwards. And I wanna ask those of you who haven't joined, would you join and would you get involved?